Oh, you don't listen to uh, Dubai Friday, do you? No, not yet. No. Uh, it's my favorite show these days. It's so good. Hey, should we uh, should we start this with follow up? Follow up on the follow up. Um, yeah. By the way, before we before we start, but I guess we started. Have you seen that that um, Cristiano Ronaldo the statue face? No. <laughs> no, it's like a meme. <laughs> it was oh, on SNL. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Have yeah. seen it. So, just for my uh, American friends, we have this uh, local comedian here in Portugal. Of course, he made fun of it, um, of the whole thing, and. To me, it was the most like spot-on uh, joke. He said that the face of Cristiano Ronaldo in the statue is the face that Cristiano Ronaldo makes when he sees the statue. <laughs> anyway, that was like super meta and so awesome. Nice. I like I want to share. It's good to see uh, Portugal in the and the I don't know in SNL. That was crazy. Yeah, making news. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that really Hi. matters. Uh, hey, yeah. what's up? To the faces. It's been a while. Sup? It's been a while. I was away, but I am back. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So did you uh, drink a lot of pina coladas and uh, lay on the beach? Yeah. Yeah. It was awful, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah. It was great. Um, a bit boring. Like, it took me a while to enjoy the boredomness. that makes sense? Yeah, I think that's a word. And yeah, so when I started like appreciating it and like disconnecting, then it was time to get get back. So, but it was great. I mean, it was awesome. All right, so uh, should we start with follow up? Let's start with follow up. Hey, do you know who invented follow up? Well, like on podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. I'm just checking. Oh, did you listen to the latest directives? Yeah. I saw that that was a topic. I still haven't got around to it. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Copyright, Don Syracuse. Uh, Do you know who invented the bell? Like on podcasts? <laughs> yeah, Merlin. Yeah, everything is a remix, man. <laughs> duga, duga, duga. Uh, <laughs> so, tell me more about Electron Apps. We talked about Electron Apps last week. Like, I think it was follow-up, right? Yeah. We were following up on that. The whole show was follow-up last week. <laughs> right. So I, I remember distinctly saying at some point, because I was looking at Electron apps like here on my computer, and to be honest, I have to admit, I was looking at um, Abstract, which is an app that I love, but it is Electron, and and it's not like it falls into the traps that we were mentioning about an Electron app. And one of the things that I mentioned is, hey, this this app has a back and forward button like a browser. How crazy mm-hmm. is that? But and then, like a couple of days uh, later, I was on System Preferences, which is the nativiest of the native apps on the Mac, <laughs> and it does indeed have a back and forward button. So I apologize. Uh, apparently, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not usual, like it's not common, right? Uh, but yeah, it's there. Yeah, good, yeah. Uh, good observation. <laughs> hmm. I was trying to think, like, would there be a way to redesign system preferences without the back and forward buttons? I can't really think of one, but I mean, there has to be one. You could probably make a sidebar with all the icons. And, probably. But anyways, 
Um, yeah, that was very interesting. That's a good question. I mean, uh, do apps don't have navigation? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing that feels the weirdest to me, I think, uh, is not the back button; it's the forward button. Because hmm. if you think about iOS, like iOS always has the back buttons everywhere, and that makes sense. But the forward button is kind of strange. Like, I don't know. Like, do you expect people to go back and forth that much? I don't know. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's one awesome thing that happened in the last two weeks where we didn't have a show. So if you remember a few shows back, um, Rafa, uh, king of all giveaways uh, on this show, uh, <laughs> gave away a book on Sketch. I don't quite remember the title of the book. The Sketch Handbook by Christian Kramer. There we go plug so um we sent out this book to uh listener mike and mike i think lives in iceland uh don't want to be creepy but uh (laughs) but these things take a while to get there but he finally received it and recorded the most amazing video um so we'll put a link in the show notes you can go and watch it it's incredible and yeah thanks a lot for recording this mike this is awesome. Thanks so much. That was awesome. That was the highlight of the week for me. Oh, yeah. Wow. Totally. Same for me. <laughs> so an unboxing of something that we said. I mean, the whole thing was super special. So thank you so much for doing that. And uh, hey, the re- uh, like everyone else, take a hint. Like, this is cool. <laughs> 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 if you want to do this, that's so great. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely like one of the best internet things that happened. <laughs> I was like, wow, like mm-hmm. this is incredible. So yeah, thanks a lot. Again, uh, this is awesome. Still on follow-up. Uh <laughs> last show, I was gonna say last week. Two weeks ago, last show, you placed an order on uh, the 5K uh the LG ultra fine display thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you still hadn't got it at the time. Two things happened in the meanwhile. <laughs> like you got it, like right in front of you. You got it. <laughs> using it right now. <laughs> Got them, and uh, Apple announced. Uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna go deeper on that later. But amongst a lot of things, it announced that it's going to be back into the standalone display business. Of course, of course. Not this year, but in the future. So, like a mere few days before I receive my LG display, <laughs> Apple announces a new Apple display. Well, I don't know if "announce" is the right word for this. They like mostly teased their plans but sure. yeah you're welcome everyone uh <laughs> so first things first uh we're gonna get into the news the mac pros news and all but uh i mean you got a display what, what do you think of it i really like it um i thought i would hate the looks of it uh but mm. it's honestly not that bad once you look at it and use it in real world the bezels sort of like fade away and you don't really look at them anymore retina on desktop is amazing i never had a retina desktop so for me it's like this incredible thing yeah what else oh yeah having a display that you can adjust the height is amazing (laughs) you don't need to put any books or anything like below your display to adjust the height like that's super awesome what else what else uh oh one thing that i don't like about this display uh is the volume so the volume has basically a crazy range. Like 
you know, like when you you change the volume on your keyboard on a West End, like you yeah. get the little like HUD thing with like the different like little squares that tell you how yeah. much volume you have. Um, so basically, like three or four dots in, the the sound coming out of the display is extremely loud. <laughs> so <laughs> that ba- could be good. That could be good, except that you can't really go in between any of the dots. I think like in theory, I think you can, um, mm-hmm. if you go and like get the menu bar icon thing and like drag no, you it can carefully. Do, um, you can do option shift and volume up or down. Option shift. And do like smaller increments. Huh? I did Boom. not know that. Mind blown. <laughs> Anyways, well, okay, so I'll do that from now on. But um, yeah, I found I found the increments were too large, and like there's no way in hell that I would put this at the maximum volume. The sound isn't really good, anyways. So um, yeah, I wonder if it's um, similar in any way to the IMAX speakers. No, IMAX speakers are much better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I to be honest, I never used them. But I know what you mean. Like even even on this laptop, I I notice it most in the like mute or the one dot. Like right, either complete silent or like the the lower setting lower dot is just too much. To yeah, just one very subtle sound. Yeah, but I, I almost never use the speakers on the iMac because I'm at the office and like I usually just use headphones. Right. Or at home, I have uh, like some speakers, dedicated speakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, honestly, other than that, it's it's perfect. Like it does the job. I love how simple it is. Like I just plug in one cable into my MacBook. That's, that's it. Good. Charges. Uh, yeah, no glitches, no issues with routers or anything like that. All good. Happy customer. Cool. I haven't seen one in real life yet. Um, I have one question actually. Is the screen like flat? With the like the bezel or is like no. protruding or <laughs> yeah so so um the screen is like deeper mm-hmm. so you have the bezel around it and then like inset a little okay. bit you have the so, screen and the screen uh, is more matte than the uh, the IMAX screen okay so you do see some reflections but um for some people who might may like matte screens more uh, this is gonna be the perfect display for you. That's what I feared. I don't like the look. Like I prefer, mm-hmm. to be, you know, like the iMac is one piece of glass. Cause a friend of mine, like, uh, works with me at at, at my office. Uh, he has, ah, uh, goddamn it, I can't remember the brand. It's a 4K monitor or something, something like before these LG ones was the go-to. <laughs> I don't remember even the brand. Right. Anyway, they're like they're good. You know, it's like I don't think they're they're the P3 color gamut, iMac, and these LG ones type of good, but they were good. But that thing, like the having the display, like sank, you know, sinking into the bezel. I don't know how to describe it. You yeah, know? honestly, it's really not a big deal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it really isn't. And trust me, like I'm picky about that, that stuff too. And I think if I could choose, I like I would definitely choose the flat screen with like the glass on top of it but this is fine like in every single regards like this is a great monitor this is a great display if i had never seen an apple display before like this is the best display 
that is out there that's not made by Apple. So yeah, super happy about it. And yeah, I, honestly, I'm really glad I got it. Uh, even with the news that now Apple is working on their own display, still glad I bought it because the display that Apple is making is not going to be out before next year. If, if not like the one after that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, like I wasn't going to wait. Into that. We're going to get into that in a minute. I have just one question before we move okay, into right. the Apple news type of uh, mm-hmm. segment. Uh, so you, for how long have you had the, the monitor now? Had it for two weeks. Okay, two weeks. Pff, that's perfect. How do you feel about, like, how has, your, how has the, the display impacted, like, productivity or even just, like, enjoyment? It's something that we don't talk about. Like, it's a... right worth like a metric but you know do we enjoy uh, more working on a mac or whatever that's a really good point it's made a huge difference like yeah completely yeah. massive difference and like i i have to like give a little caveat before before i i get more into it but like this is my home display and i work out of an office so like obviously i don't work full time on this display i only work on it in the weekends and some nights so it, it's definitely like not my main display but when i work from home like on the weekends like today i was working on photo edit it's making such a huge difference i used to get like all these neck pains from working on a laptop all day and now it's like completely gone away now that i'm using this display at the proper height and everything i'm fe- personally feeling much more pro- productive like even dumb things like being able to see the simulator and like the Xcode window <laughs> side by side, like that makes yep. a huge difference. So yeah, like huge like productivity boost. I should have done it way earlier. It's yeah, mm. it's made massive differences. I would not go back to just laptop. Yeah. So uh, last week I bought uh, like I remodeled my office, my home office, mm-hmm. and so I bought a. New fancy desk from Ikea. Wait, wait, wait. you bought something? (laughs) (laughs) This is this is not me, but like this is mainly my like my girlfriend's fault. She she. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I feel like we might need to get her on the show. (laughs) Yeah, her perspective on this. Maybe because I'm not sure I can believe you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm gonna have to take my word for it this week at least. Anyway, uh, I got a, I got a new desk and I got some like some frames. I b- hang them on the wall with some like motivational posters and stuff from. Oh, nice! What did you get? F- well, I just got the frames and it's just very <laughs> like it's just a glass, right? And then I put some. Actually, this is from off screen. Even have one from Sketch. It's just like the little gem. Anyway, I can't show it to you, but nice. Maybe you can put a picture in the show notes. Maybe people want to see. So so I have like this fancy new desk that is the, has a little motor so you can put it standing desk or sitting desk. Oh, right? it's motorized. And yeah, it's motorized. Look. Huh, fancy. I don't know if you can hear it. You can't hear it. Anyway, it's a cool like I I it's cool, right? Wait, do you I have settings this. or do you have like a up and down button? Nah, this this one just have up and down. Mm. The one I have at the office like Netlify in San Francisco office. That one is super fancy and has like the yeah, the modes. Like you, it saves the mode, the heights, so you can say like one when I'm standing or right. two when I'm whatever. Uh, no, this one just has up and down. It's from IKEA. I I think it's the only 
like motorized desk that they have. So if you go to Ikea, you, you'll see this model. Anyway, all this to say that this my new space at home is feeling pretty great. I, I really enjoy being here because it's, you know, new and good. <laughs> and it's like right custom made to my needs, right? Right. But I don't have my iMac here. Like mm. you were saying, like I'm right now when I'm working from home, I work from my MacBook adorable, small laptop. And it's fine. Like this computer and the reason that I asked, because this is like the company's computer. The reason that I asked for this computer is because its main purpose is to travel. When I go to San Francisco and I go anywhere like around, right? whatever, that's its main goal. Because when I'm here, I have my iMac, but I have my iMac at the office. Anyway, all this to say that I've been really struggling thinking, should I go back to working from home? Mm. or not (laughs) right because like working from home requires an incredible amount of discipline like it's really hard but you do get more flexibility hours and all like there's some stuff that uh it doesn't help that the like i work for american company so most of the people are working at like late in my time zone, right? So, like, if late in the night, they need something like super hardcore video editing or whatever, and I need my iMac to do that, like, I, what, I get back into the car and go to the office or whatever? Like, <laughs> that's not ideal. So it's it's a, just a balancing the, how super hard it is to create a routine and discipline to work from home and the advantages that you get from mm. home. So anyway, I just, I, I was curious now that you have, like, I don't want to say a proper uh, working station, but yeah. I mean, yeah, you, know, you have, yeah. yeah, you have a very cool setup at home. Like if, uh, I know you, you guys don't, at least I never heard you say anything, but you, you don't do much like working from home at Shopify. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we do have some people who work from home full time, but like people are free to work from home whenever they want. Uh, but we still expect people to like show up at the office here and there. And like, I could definitely do that. It's just mm-hmm. not who I am as a person. Like I would hate being here all day, but that, that like is totally a personality thing. I feel like I get so much more inspired if I go to the office and like hang out with people there and like, it, it just works better for me. Uh, but I know also a ton of people who just want to focus and for them at the office, it, the office is super distracting for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. they'd rather work from home. So yeah, I think, I don't know, you should, you should try it. Like <laughs> do a week, like trial at home and <laughs> then see if you miss the office and then you can make a decision. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Maybe it's because I, my booster board is, you know, broken. Uh, tried it, so I'm like, oh, what's the point, man? <laughs> well, maybe you should buy a new one. <laughs> I should do that. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm gonna do that. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry for the just rant. No, that's that's super interesting. That I've been thinking. Yeah, I, w- I would love to know, uh, like, our listeners' uh, experience. Like, what's the percentage of people working from home? I don't know. I feel like it's more and more uh, common nowadays, but still is the minority, right? I would assume. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, b- but yeah, the, the proportion has to be like a lot more similar in our industry than basically any other industry. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting. Um, maybe we can have. Uh, do you want to do like a Twitter poll or something? I wouldn't see it. I wouldn't <laughs> see a tweet, but or I don't know. How do kids do polls these days? <laughs> yeah, I could do that. I could do that. Yeah, let's do that. Cool. I think that's the best way to get the the results that we want. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. Okay, let, let's let's get to the to the Apple news. I don't know how long we're gonna be talking about this. To be honest, um, so Apple invited a bunch of journalists to their um, to their offices in Cupertino for a briefing on the Mac. And when they got there, um, it was a very like uh, exclusive group of journalists. Like it was like five journalists, or something. Mm-hmm. Anywho, one of them was John Gruber, and he wrote on Daring Fireball uh, what happened. And this is the. F- this is a first from Apple, but they are pre-announcing that they are indeed working on a Mac Pro, which famously has been like three years or something without an update. So they are working on an, uh, on a new version of new model of the Mac Pro, a complete new redesign, whatever. And also they're going to get back into the displays. Uh, they're going to have a cinema display or whatever they're going to call it. And they're gonna, all that, they're not going to release it this year. That's all we know. We don't know if it's next year or, or two years, whatever. We don't know. Just know that it's not going to be this year. They're also going to release, uh, they don't call it an iMac Pro, but it's safe to assume like it's an iMac more targeted at Pro, like yeah. consumers with beefier needs. I, don't like, I feel like it would have to be just the better specs in the iMac. Because mm. yeah, I don't see it like being any other way. Because the mm-hmm. like they're not gonna make the iMac thicker to make like an iMac Pro. Like what they're probably mm. gonna do is like I've been saying all along, make a space gray iMac <laughs> that is has better components in it. That'll do it. Heard it here first. Like to be honest, I'm I'm a pro. Like right, I use the Mac uh, on a professional level. That's and it's fine, right? Like, <laughs> like an iMac is super fine for me. I don't need. I never felt the need. Would you say it's ultra fine? Oh man, <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> so even though like I'm actually super excited for a Mac Pro, uh, just because I like seeing like I don't like Apple being left out of, especially creative industries and spaces right mm-hmm. like when with this new vr uh, thing and we saw a bunch of new designers and developers getting into it and it's it is a new thing a new exciting thing in technology and that whole segment of the market being like left out by apple like nope sorry <laughs> just can't like yeah. max don't run that type of thing you know it feels it feels bad uh, i don't like that <laughs> Me as a Mac user and fan, uh, it feels pretty shitty. Um, so it's great that they're, you know, they're, they're announcing that they are still invested in the pro market, whatever that means. I just want to see like the best Mac, the fastest Mac money can buy, and it is going to be like competing with any kind of Windows PC, or whatever, right? All, all this said, like I don't, I don't think it's gonna be for me. Like I, I have no intentions of buying a Mac Pro. Famous <laughs> last words. So I don't, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still happy to see this and the display. Sweet. 
Yes, that that is the only part of this announcement that I really care about. Because, I mean, the Mac Pro is great and everything, but I'm using this 13-inch MacBook Pro, and it's totally fine. Like, it mm. matches all my needs. Like, it's probably even faster than I, I need. So, like, <laughs> sure, have your Mac Pro, all the, the video editing people, but I don't really care about that. But the display... Boy, do I care about that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, this is amazing. This is the best news. Like, I was so happy to see that. Even knowing that I just bought a display, I will for sure replace my current display that I'm using <laughs> by this display. And I will gladly, like, everything that I said when I was super mad at Apple for not making a display uh, mm-hmm. still applies. Like, I will pay the incredible sum of money that they asked for this display, <laughs> and I will be happy about it. <laughs> it will be amazing. It will be thin. It will be beautiful. I'll have <laughs> shiny aluminum. Hey, uh, would you would you care for a bigger display, like bigger than 27-inch? No. Oh, well... Okay. <laughs> Honestly, it's fine for me. It's this this the same thing that uh with the the Mac Pro, right? Like I'm sure some people would want such a display. Like you I see people at, at, in the office with like two or three displays on their desk, like cinema <laughs> displays. Um so these people would definitely want it, but personally I don't I don't need it. Like I'm I'm totally happy like just being able to put my Xcode window next to my simulator <laughs> and like that's totally fine with me. Well, you say that and you're comparing it to the Mac Pro like you don't need it. I would say it's more of a comparison to the iPhone and iPhone Plus model. Mm. I was on the fence for a, lo- a while and like the Plus it felt it looked way like you know exaggerated and that was way bigger than i needed and when i got it uh i still don't like the size but i do enjoy the bigger display so i just wonder because apple before the what now is a standard 21 and 27 inch uh before they had 24 and 30 inch so they did ship larger displays in the past so i just i'm just wondering i don't know maybe they they could revisit those sizes because it's not a 16 by 9 it is a weird ratio yeah, I mean, it'd be fine if they added like a few extra inches, but um, the one of the main reasons why I wouldn't care that much about a larger display is I used to use, um, you know, like these like rain stands that where you put mm-hmm. your laptop uh, and then yeah. it pops it up to like the right height. Uh, so I used to use that um, at the office and I had like Slack on my laptop and then I had everything else on the other display um, and I was kind of using both at the same time. But I found that like just turning my head around to look at the the MacBook screen like created so many neck pains for me that like it it was just not worth it. I had to like stop using that um, and just focus on on the one display. That's a good point. So I mean, I, I'm <laughs> I'm getting probably getting old <laughs> and having all these like problems. I feel like I'm already getting super picky about how everything is placed and like everything has to be super ergonomic or like ergonomic within reason. Uh, <laughs> and having a bigger display where I would have to turn my head doesn't sound super appealing to me and that's where i think that's the difference between 
the going from the iPhone 7 to the iPhone 7 Plus or something like that. Like I don't have to turn my my head to see the whole display. So yeah, <laughs> if I can still see the entire screen without like turning my head around, then I'd be fine with that. But that's a good point. Other that's than that, point. I think I'm I'm fine with it as is. The iPhone you did have to move your f- fingers much, but not your head. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, and they're probably gonna solve that with the next iPhone, right? Like by making it much smaller while fingers keeping crossed. the same same screen. So, also, who knows? I've been hearing rumors that it's gonna be late. Like they're having some production issues, and maybe it's gonna be released later than usual. I don't know. I don't want to get into it. Yeah, but... the things I read was like October, so it's not hmm. that late. Let's see. I don't know. The reason that they Apple still we're still talking about macros <laughs> um, that they said that it took them so long to well I was gonna say ship a new update but they still haven't did it uh, anyway uh, it was because they they they, they put themselves in a thermal corner <laughs> was that I think that's the quote yeah <laughs> meaning like if you don't know the current Mac Pro the the trash can it's a like it's a it's a round cylinder, and of course, like motherboard chipboards, they're not cylinder shape. So the core of the computer is like if you look uh, from up down, is like a like a triangle. So you have is it was a CPU, GPU, and something else, right? Um, hmm? And anyway, and basically that design works if both three, both all the three. Uh, sides of that triangle they're running at a similar temperature basically when one of the sides runs way hotter than the others the design kind of falls short and breaks apart uh, it doesn't work so apparently that's like the biggest issue why they just couldn't put um like better uh, I don't know, gpus and stuff in, into the same design I don't know. Uh, I feel like sure, whatever. Uh, it's, that like, seems like it's a not... crazy design failure. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't feel like an excuse because, to be honest, I really believe that they just like. I, I feel like when they released the new MacBook Pros, they weren't expecting this backlash from customers. I'm not sure that they, they said that they've been working on this for a while, but they kind of have to say that. But I don't believe that they've. It, they, I, I think this is a recent thing. Like they were, they were surprised by the backlash uh, against like the, the pro users, and they were like, "Okay, shit. Okay, we, we're gonna have, we have to get back into this." And actually, the display is one of the biggest um, arguments in favor of that because they did leak to the press that they were out of the standalone display business. Like they knew that. Like they they leaked that. They it was an kind of official statement but not really but yeah that yeah, one's really. super weird because gruber is saying that the he asked the same question but did not get a definitive answer but then i think it was nilay patel from the verge right who like tweeted that like no apples is yep, definitely yep. out of the display business so like if you believe gruber then why didn't like someone from apple pr sort of do a subtle leak and like like, well, maybe not. Like, maybe they're not out of the display business. Um, yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I think it's probably, so, like, a misunderstanding. Because obviously, like, they don't want to say, yes, for sure, we're working on a display. 
And what they probably said is there is not going to be a new display this year <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so like LG is the best you've got, like buy this, but the message kind of got distorted. I don't think so because the, the displays itself, not like the, the boards, the whatever, that that is Apple technology. They kind of licensed it mm-hmm. to LG because like the screen itself is the same as the iMac. It's like Apple built that. So I really feel like at the time Apple decided, you know what, um, Mac Pros are like 1% of every Mac sale. And like it's a very small market, and it's something that we can't, we don't, we don't want, we don't. I'm gonna say they don't have the resources, but <laughs> that's probably not true. But like they, they didn't want to bother with that. It was not worth it. Um, so they were like, you know what, we're out. And this display type of thing, like, it's not worth it for us. So let's just uh, license the tech that we, you know, from the display itself to LG or whatever. They'll do it. And then they they saw the backlash and saw that, to be honest, LG did not make a great job. You know, I know you're happy with your display, but, you know, all the controversies and, uh, you know, you couldn't have it next to the Wi-Fi router because, it you know, it had a lot of problems in at launch. So I don't think Apple was, like, super satisfied with that partnership, let's say. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like Johnny Ive was like in like looking for white swatches for like what color to paint the new spaceship and like super busy and like not really following what's going on in Apple. And then like he finally finished the project, got back, like sat down in his desk and was like, what's that? (laughs) <laughs> who put this here <laughs> what is this shitty display <laughs> what happened <laughs> and they're like oh yeah we're out of this standalone display business like no 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 screw <laughs> <Through> this <laughs> I'm gonna design you a new display here. right now <laughs> <laughs> that's how I think it happened I like that I like that theory yeah. right, I subscribe to that theory <laughs> it's good it's good uh, anyways <sighs> this makes me so happy um uh, yeah, like I think this is the best possible outcome for Mac users. Like, sure, like ideally they wouldn't let this these computers languish for such a long time, but now like, like we know that they they did that, and now that they're like aware of the issue and have been able to like get over the the hurdles of like their standard way of doing things, which is don't tell anything to anybody. Um, mm-hmm. they have like kind of the humility to recognize, okay, we made a mistake here. We need to correct it. We need to tell people about this uh, and spread the word. Like to me, that's all like the right moves. And I'm like totally fine with waiting a little bit longer, uh, knowing that there are going to be some updates coming. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I really liked that they did this. I'm not ready to give them a humble humility card because I feel like they just saw people jumping ship like okay Apple will not uh, fill my needs and like I need this or whatever and and all the bad press that they were getting and they were like okay we have to do something like for the sake of this market I don't think they have though because like the let's take the Mac Pro as an example (laughs) it's it's like what one percent two percent of of their mm-hmm. desktop computers like they could they could drop all like all max for that matter and they'd be fine like it wouldn't be a problem well, 
right? No, like, because that's like even though it's a very small market, it's a very important one. Because well, if you if you like one of the big, I don't know, one of the mo- I, I'm going to assume like bigger uh, like slices of that market is software developers mm-hmm. and let's say app developers. But so, those are fine on the Mac on on the Mac uh, iMac. Well, not if you listen to ATP. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I think they're fine. I don't know. But anyway, we're definitely not the right. Yeah, you should. If you're interested about this, you should go listen to the latest ATP, where they go really in depth uh, on that stuff. I uh, love that episode. Yeah, so good. Yep, they're way smarter than us, and they actually know Mac Pros and all. Like it was great. <laughs> it's a great episode. You should you should listen to it. Okay, let's talk design. We should <laughs> something that maybe we're more equipped. Finally, talk about something we know anything about. Do we do we know about pricing models and stuff? <laughs> mm. Because Figma, um, this uh, design tool, we we talked about Figma a while. Mm-hmm. Um, they finally uh, uh, announced their pricing model, and if I could open this. URL, <laughs> the paper uh, app from um, William. Mm-hmm. Hey, William, if you could add like uh, open external links on a browser, that'd be great. Oh, yes. Yeah, that so, annoys me a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, I got it. Um, so Figma is free for individuals. Boom. Uh, and they're going to charge for team uh, accounts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is awesome. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you agree. Uh, this is like a trend. It seems that a lot of companies, they're just basically they're charging for enterprise um, teams, companies, like type of accounts and not really like individuals. I've seen this like Envision is doing that. Uh, Dropbox is shifting all of its like biggest uh, efforts in pricing to just um, what do you call it? Dropbox Enterprise or Dropbox Business? Whatever. Yeah. Um, and and this even I mean, even Slack to a certain extent. Anyway, it seems that the, the, that's where the money. Oh, GitHub. GitHub is also a good example in where they. You know, before you could charge, like, you have one tier, you have, like, five private repos or ten or whatever. And they're like, you know what, you just pay this very small, I think it's nine ninety nine or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and you have, like, private repos, fine. And then all the money is in the accounts and um, organizations type of accounts. And, I mean, this is great for Figma, I feel like, because that's a big differentiator from, you know, you either, you know, invest a bunch of money in Creative Cloud or Sketch is... You know, it's uh, uh, one year of worth of updates, and I feel like it's ninety nine bucks, something like that. Yeah. So Figma is very well positioned to tackle this, like when it comes to just pricing, and then yeah, charge the money where, where the money is. It, it's in business in, in enterprise. That's where it is. Yeah, I think that pricing makes a lot of sense. Um, it's, I mean, like jury's still out on whether they'll be able to be profitable with this. Because this is very dependent upon whole companies switching over to Figma, which mm-hmm. might take a while. And for a long time, you'll just have these like individual people using it here and there on the free account. Um, so we'll see. This is a bet for the long term. 
if they can pull it off and make it, um, then I, I think they'll be very successful with it. And yeah, I think uh, it's also competitive with like any other professional tools. Um, like 12 bucks a month is completely reasonable. Yeah, I yeah, I like it. I think it makes sense. I really hope they can pull this off. Like, I don't want to see companies that, like, you know, not succeeding, especially in this startup mentality that you just, investment, you run for a year and then you're dead. Um, <laughs> seems to happen a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest fear with that pricing plan is that so many people can just get away with the free account. So... Mm-hmm. We'll see if in the long run, like they they can pull it off once again, like and, and the future will tell. But I think like if you compare this to how much companies used to pay for Adobe, like that's yeah. nothing. Like yeah, I feel like Figma is a very desired, like like in theory, me looking at it, not from experience or whatever. But I feel like it could be a very desirable product for companies. You know, it's not, you don't have like install licenses and manage that. And it is rather cheap and affordable. And you do have the whole collaboration type of thing, meaning the CEO can just <laughs> jump in and check whatever, <laughs> yeah. right? Like for a company, this feels like a great product. And for um, like a student or someone just starting out, it's great that you do have like feature parity to all, all of these other tools that are paid up front. And you know, sketch and Photoshop and stuff, um, and and you do have like all the collaboration, which in the student like college situation is very good, and so that both both of those spectrums align. Like people coming out of college, loving Figma, and you know, getting started in a company and selling that to their own company that are just joining. Like, hey, I've been using this; it's pretty cool. Look at all of this. So this could be a good. Maybe it didn't. I mean, we have to wait and see what happens, but it feels like this could be a good strategy. Like, yeah, I mean, that's a classic Photoshop strategy. I don't know if you've heard about this, but for like the longest time, like Photoshop has always been expensive, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like what $600 or something like that before Creative Cloud. But uh, if you went into the Pirate Bay or like any other site, like you could find countless downloads uh, and torrents and anything like that uh, of Photoshop. And like some people started wondering why, like <laughs> it's not, it's not that Adobe can't make those searches and like make those froze. things go down. Like they can, they can figure out ways to also like better ways to prevent people from pirate, like pirating their software. So like one, I don't remember where I heard this, but uh, if it's not true, at least it rang through true to me. Uh, <laughs> is that they they just want to make it hard enough so that the actual legit professionals like, feel bad down like downloading it illegally, but that all the students can like go through these fairly easy hoops um, and get the software for free. Because they'd much rather have the students get the software illegally for free and and get to use it and get really good at it and then eventually get a job where they are a professional and use it 
as their main tools, uh, <clears throat> then have it be not be accessible to to students at all, and have them be get more comfortable with other tools. So this is kind of a similar strategy, but applied in a way better way, right? Like now you don't have to worry about piracy or anything like that. It's just free for for anyone uh, that's just using it on their own, and then. Uh, once you join a company or something like that, well, then they are just paying the license. So yeah, that that's a holds. great conspiracy theory. I hope <laughs> it's true. That's all. That would be I awesome. mean, yeah, I I think that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and yeah, because students they're not going to pay for it. Like either exactly. way, yeah, they can't. They can't afford it. <laughs> anyway, I I I wish the best of success to Figma. I hope they can pull it off, and this is great. Yeah, and I think the way that they announced it was very well done too. Like giving people plenty of time to like get used mm -hmm. to it, think about it. Um, like the pricing is not changing out from under them. They have like a limited time uh, price for people who like want to make the transition. That I think this has been executed perfectly, in my opinion. So good job. Agreed. Cool. Um what else is new? Dropbox redesign. What is this? Oh, that redesign that happened a while back now. Uh, yeah, but it finally rolled out for me. Oh, really? Okay. I I read the the blog post. We're gonna put a link in the show notes. Um, but I've had that for a while. Really? Now. I, I want to say I can't say this for sure. I want to say like three months, maybe. Oh, damn! It's the best type of redesign because. It was like, hm, yep, I agree. This is better now. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like I think it's one of the best redesigns of the year for sure. Like, it's just really solid. Like they, ev like everything I can think about is just a huge improvement across the board, mm -hmm. and it, it like makes so much more sense now with paper and having everything be much more integrated. And even in the article, like they talk a lot about um, <clears throat> untangling the accounts and having it be really clear what's only for personal account, what's only for work account, what works for both. And I think, well, that I don't know if that redesign is tied with the uh, Dropbox Infinite, Infinite kind of thing, um, but that's also like mm. ah, incredibly awesome uh, change. So um, yeah, no, I think it's it's absolutely fantastic. It was great. And I loved the, on that same uh, blog post, I really like how he uh, talked about how to push this huge effort, like a redesign of your product, like how you push that inside the company, right? Because as you may imagine, uh, you can't just say, hey, <laughs> I am a designer. We should redesign our whole product let's do it and expect the company to <laughs> to give you the resources and mm -hmm. you know a team to carry on that that effort so it was it was really interesting how he like led this this project right yeah um it didn't start saying hey uh, here's a redesign here's how it could be so much better. No, he slowly, gradually started pointing out things that were broken, were not good in the current uh, design. And then he he got it down to uh, three points 
you said unwieldy navigation, tangled accounts, and fragmented UI, right? And then slowly throughout time, people were pointing out like, hey, we have a problem here which matches this like tangled accounts type of problem that we have, right? And so it's it's kind of like an inception style, right? Like from the inside, <laughs> not just say, hey, here's a redesign, but like bring up, bring to light these problems with the current um product and let the team let everyone kind of like be aware of the problems because then when you propose a solution like everyone is aware of the problems everyone is aware what needs to be fixed and then it just is going to be easier for them to to embrace and to to accept the, those changes so that was great i mean the whole thing this is just a very summary like one small part of the of the piece so you should you should definitely read it it was it was great Oh, and by the way, I like the the shout out the mention to cactus. Um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I used this a while back, and it was like, "Hey, <laughs> look at you! You're back." Yeah, I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, it's from a cone, uh, Kuhn from Framer. Mm-hmm. They used to make a lot of this nifty small little utility apps. It was great. It's funny they say like they're. Um most well known for their prototyping tool framer, but <laughs> they also have like another really great prototyping tool, this cactus. <laughs> and I agree. Like I think for stuff like uh redesigning the Dropbox web interface, um something that is much more like HTML, CSS, JavaScript is what you probably want over something like Framer. So I don't know. I may be wrong here. Uh you're the framer expert. Um <laughs> But it seemed, at least to me, that like that would be the the most comfortable tool to use to prototype that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of neat that they they just went with this like very like honestly like they didn't even need Cactus to to do that right like HTML and CSS and JavaScript like you can write that anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, they could use like a, a, you know nowadays you could use any static site generator you could uh, use Netlify, <clears throat> but. Uh, but yeah, like basically because this is on the web, they were not using prototyping tools like Framer or like, you know, Origami, you can put, insert whatever tool. Um, you could just build it, right? Because it's so simple and yeah. it is a prototype. It's not that you're building the final components or whatever. Actually, I don't know if Dropbox is using React. should know this. Anyway, uh, because it was just so simple, they just built it locally, this prototype in HTML, CSS, JavaScript. And um, the cactus is to it's basically to create a share link of your local project that's just this is a very simplified version but you could you could build it just locally and share a link and people could play with it and try it and it's super fascinating to me how they got effectively zero pushback on this redesign you mean by users I mean, yeah, I mean, I haven't looked too much at their uh, replies on Twitter or something like that, but it, like none of them bubbled up to me at least. No, no. And I yeah, know a lot of yeah. very picky people on Twitter, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, like everyone just really loves this redesign. I'm part of these people too. Like, I think this is just great. Huge uh, kudos to the team. Like I said, to me, uh, I don't remember when I got this uh, version, but I remember looking at it, it was like, huh. Wow, yeah, it is better. Nice. And then I completely forgot about it. Like it was, <laughs> you know, I didn't have to relearn the tool or whatever. And, and I mean, t- to be fair, I don't use the desktop. I mean, the um, the the web 
client of Dropbox that much. Right. I have um I have one issue with and it's not um it's not related to this redesign. It's just related to Dropbox in general, how it's structured. But I I have issues with the separation of personal and the um, like business account. Okay. Can you expand on that? Yeah, I understand that it's like Dropbox is a place where you have your files. It's not you can't mess around, right? You can't like, oh, oops, yes, well, you didn't pay attention. Now your whole company has access to your pictures, right? Your photos. <laughs> I I understand the like how important this stuff is. It is people's files. Uh-huh. With that said, I really don't like treating accounts like I prefer to treat accounts as like humans. <laughs> Like it is one person. It's not like Kevin business, Kevin personal. It, it's Kevin, right? And he has two accounts. Sure. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you can tell. Uh, I've been dealing with this <laughs> um, type of separation of things at work recently. So I've been thinking a lot about this. How you deal with it? Um, I would say, like on the other, uh, it's not extreme, but because there's still a separation. But like GitHub treats this very differently actually you don't switch modes like kevin from shopify or kevin like your personal account like on github is you right right and if you have access to to like shopify arc then you just have access to those repos but it kind of they you treat them like your own repos you just have access to it and they're in a different location location but you don't really deal with that separation day to day right um and your dropbox is very different you always have to make sure which account is turned on and which mindset and still today um on the ios app uh, of paper you can't like you have to log in with one account yeah that's super annoying you (laughs) yeah Yeah. i agree with you like same problem with slack where it's like you're a different person for every new um or that you that you join like that doesn't Mm -hmm. make that much sense uh for dropbox i do get the idea of here's all my Shopify stuff and here's all my personal stuff. Uh, But I could almost see that as just being like the top level directories or something. Like the two root folders. Yeah, it gets a bit more muddy when you open up paper because then it's like paper document don't really live in the file system. So how do you know that something is personal versus part of like shared on the organization? But... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's probably one of their, like, a decision that got made a long time ago. And now mm-hmm. it's really hard to revert that decision. Yeah, it's like really to the core of how things are probably structured. Yeah, and I'm sure that a lot of designers there have thought about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so either they're working on it or they just can't. It is a tough problem to solve. Um I'm not saying like, oh my God, this is so stupid. Just do it this way. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I understand that, this is a really hard really? problem. Really? Because that's exactly what I heard. <laughs> no. Oh my God. No. It wasn't. <laughs> um, I, I'm just saying that uh, it is annoying. It's like, it's a mm. pain point for me. It's like, I, I uh, it's annoying, yeah. but I don't have a solution to propose. So maybe I should just right. shut up. Yeah. So Dropbox did that. <laughs> 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 it's good. It's good. Successful redesign. Um, hey, just apart from being a good uh, design, uh, redesign, a good rollout, a good whatever, 
how awesome was it that they managed, like Dropbox, a super famous high-profile company, managed to release a complete redesign of the product and there's no drama. Yeah. That alone is like, kudos to you, sir. That's good. Congratulations. Hey, Drew, about Crew. What is Crew? Yeah. Um, so most people probably know Unsplash, um, mm-hmm. which is a photo sharing service. So for the longest time, Crew used to be the parent company. Uh, and what they do is um, they basically let uh, like freelancers. So that could be designers, that could be developers, that could be writers, I think even. You can create an account there and upload your portfolio and that kind of stuff. And then they match you with potential clients. And hmm. they have like a whole interface where you can have the back and forth. Uh, and they make, I believe, so I haven't looked at it in a, in a long time, but I think what they do is they take payment from the client before you even start the project. So you know you're getting paid like if you do the job. Um, and they, like, they can also like make sure that the client gets what they want. So it's this like really cool platform for freelancers. It's very similar to Design Inc. actually, but for more things. So yeah, they used to be the parent company of Unsplash. Unsplash started off as this side project for one of the photos that they they wanted for the crew homepage. They they only needed one picture, but then they they took a bunch and they were like, "What are we doing with the, these ten extra pictures?" And they were like, "Well, let's put them on this website." Um, and then dot 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 like few years later, uh, became Unsplash as we know it today, uh, that many people know and love. And so Unsplash kind of really took off and crew is still growing like at a steady pace from like the things I've heard from my friends that work there. But the Unsplash kind of wasn't an experiment anymore. Like it wasn't just a side project and it really Mm. deserved its own focus and more attention. So a few months ago, they decided to split the companies into two. So you had Crew and you had Unsplash. They still, like, it was still the same founder, uh, but they have like separate CEOs and stuff like that. And that was when I was like, okay, one of these companies is probably going to get acquired. And lo and behold, uh, Dribble recently, uh, what was it like this week, uh, bought Crew, um, and so they're going to be kind of sort of joining dribble in some sort of way i don't know if like the plan is to integrate them with with the dribble website or not but i think i believe the team's gonna stay in montreal gonna keep working on what they're working on uh but just be now be part of of dribble and if you remember dribble is owned by andrew wilkinson of uh metal lab which has a new name now right yeah, which well, Meta Lab still exists, and then the parent company of that is Tiny. So yeah, this is like best. all super oh, yeah. confusing and a lot of like Russian dolls of like <laughs> <laughs> this yes. company is owned by this company, who's owned by this company, who's owned by this guy. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think this is a great fit. I think it matches uh, where Dribble wants to be going. And it like Dribble is already allowing designers to find work. Um, so mm-hmm. buying crew, I think, is just gonna let them do that even better. Uh, and yeah, super happy for uh, everyone involved. What, what do you think about it? Sure, seems like a good fit. I mean, since uh, 
tiny acquired dribble like we've seen changes right like they're they're in full steam ahead they're pushing it hard and fast and it's great to see stuff i just hope they're not going to ruin it i have no reasons to believe that they will because you know for example they acquired a um, designer news same mm-hmm. kind of company yeah. right that's fine i mean that was better uh, i feel like designer news is still better than it was before mm-hmm. Like, I have no reasons to doubt their success um, to run companies. Uh, with that said, I am a very, very, very passive dribble user. I, I never got it. Uh, well, it's not got it. I get I get it. It's, it's just not for me. Right? So with that said, I don't have, like, very strong opinions. Yeah, I mean, even if I'm probably more invested in the dribble community than maybe you are, Mm-hmm. I still don't feel that attached to it, meaning that if it <laughs> went away, it wouldn't change that much in my life. I'm I'm always very concerned about what's going on with Twitter because I think if that mm. went away, then that would be problematic. Uh, <laughs> but Dribble, <laughs> it's like it's nice to have it, and like I certainly enjoy using it, but it's not irreplaceable. I really don't want to get down in this rabbit hole but like for me dribble would be 10x better if and this is a problem of the community it's not a problem of the product itself like if we could go back to its like original purpose which was to share work in progress and like get feedback that would be amazeballs um anyway again yeah i don't think you can put the genie back in the bottle though yeah i know i know it's hard yeah that kind of stuff was bound to happen yeah. Okay. Uh, before we go, we have two things left. We still have recommendations as usual, but before we get to that, uh, we do have one very, very special announcement that I am personally very excited about. Yeah, me too. So on April 23rd, is that right? Yep. It's going to be Sunday. Me and Kevin are going to be in San Francisco at the same time. In I the know, same right? room. <laughs> In the same room for the first time. I am so excited. I'm going to get to meet Kevin. I don't know if your listeners know this. Like, we never met, like, personally. Yeah, that's a crazy thing. Like, I talk to you, like, more than I talk many of the people in my life. (laughs) Because we talk for, like, two hours every week. Uh, I have some friends that I don't talk that often with. uh, But we've never seen each other. Yeah. Until, Until now. Well, until a couple of weeks. Yeah, in a few weeks. What's happening uh, on Sunday is there is going to be a layout meetup. I don't even know if meetup is the right word here. Uh, We're just going to go hang out at a bar probably. So if you listen to the show uh, and you live in San Francisco, uh, we would love for you to join us and hang out and have a beer with us. Um, We want to meet all of you um and yeah we'll just have a lot of fun um yeah did i make uh, a that's fair yeah that's exactly what's gonna happen and uh like personally i'm super excited for obvious reasons but just i really think this is very cool because first i don't get to do this often like you know meet people that i listen like on podcasts or whatever (laughs) i 
I done that very sporadically. But it's funny because we're just going to hang in a bar or restaurant or whatever. We still haven't decided details or like coffee shop or whatever. We'll talk about it in the next episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Follow us on Twitter and listen to the next shows. We're definitely going to announce details. So um, don't worry about that. But it's just going to be awesome because it's like uh, we're going to basically it's kind of like listening to one of our episodes, but live. And, (laughs) you know, you can intervene in you know, share your opinions and, and be part of this. And that's why I really am really excited about this because I love meeting uh, our listeners um, because this is like, I talk to Kevin every week and this is like a one thing, but like for every episode that I listen to, like on a regular basis, I feel like I know those people, right? I feel like I know like John and Merlin yeah. and, and Mike and Marco. And like I feel like I know them, even though they have no idea who I am. Like it's, you know, we create this weird relationship. It's a one-sided relationship, but anyway. Well, not entirely though. Like we do get to exchange tweets and see awesome videos that you guys record and send send us. Like True, true. And so I think like we've even become friends with a lot of listeners like just online by by talking back and forth. Um so yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Like we'll it's almost as if like we're gonna be meeting new people, but we're already friends. So yeah, I'm so excited for that. Um, so yeah, definitely keep an eye out for that. Please join us that day. The reason we're doing it that day is not because we love hanging out on <laughs> Sunday nights. It's <laughs> because that's basically the only uh, date that overlaps uh, with Rafa and I. So yeah, that was the only moment available. Yeah, really, really excited for that. Yeah, me too. Looking forward to it. So, uh, last show, two weeks ago, uh, we announced a new giveaway. It's not the sketch handbook this time. It's a pair of sketch socks. It's a limited edition uh, of, well, that's exactly it. It's a pair of socks from Sketch, the tool. Uh, And what we asked you guys to do to enter the giveaway was to uh, write uh, a review for a layout in like in iTunes, right? Here's the thing. Uh, we just, before we started recording, we went through it. It's, by the way, it's pretty hard. Uh, I don't know if you are aware, but um, on iTunes, a podcast, like uh, it's kind of like the app store. It's like per country. So if you write a review and you're in Canada, that's like for the Canadian iTunes store so people in the u.s won't see those reviews anyway this all all this to say that for us to go through every single review we would have to go through every single country and just look and hope to find something okay so all this to say uh we are extending the giveaway one extra week so you have more time to enter uh to win the the sketch socks and um this time what i'm what we're going to ask you to do it is uh, after you write a review, uh, just take a screenshot of something or just let us know on Twitter or email um, that you wrote, just so that we are aware and to make sure that we're not going to miss yeah. your And even your if you wrote a review already, um, in that case, you're already super awesome. Uh, just let us know uh, and then we'll include you in the giveaway. Yeah. And also because uh, I think when you write a review in iTunes, you would have to be approved. So it's like when you hit submit, it's not live instantly so maybe you were like hmm. oh crap i have like just today to enter the giveaway and it takes a couple of days so if you take a screenshot like we're gonna believe you um 
well <laughs> hopefully our listeners they're not like graphic designers or something and they can like tweak <laughs> with a screenshot and make it look I mean, uh, if you take half an hour to fake a screenshot for a review, <laughs> then I think it's it's fair game. Right. Okay, uh, are you ready for recommendations now? Cool, yeah. So let me start off with this one. I just started watching it, uh, but it's, it's very funny. Uh, it is uh, Louis C.K.'s new Netflix special. It's called 2017. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so... I'm a huge fan of Louis C.K. Uh, and I, I watched the beginning of this and it doesn't disappoint. And yeah, it's it's free on Netflix. So go watch it. It must be a heck of a deal for yeah. Netflix to get Louis C.K. on it. Yeah, totally. Jesus. I, I watched it. Like spoilers. It was not my f- my favorite Louis C.K. special. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it like a third, fourth. Like it was good, but it was it's not his best, but let's just say. Um, but it is. I mean, it's Louis C.K. Just watch it yeah it's hilarious it's really good have you have you heard the bit from um the year three year three no i don't think okay. so. no okay i'm not gonna spoil it no just this just, that's just, hilarious just give it a second <laughs> it's going to space <laughs> <laughs> right okay my recommendation is podcast it's called s town it's from the same people that brought you cereal Man, I feel like so official. <laughs> this is not an ad. Uh, <laughs> In, insert serial music in the background. <laughs> so, Message from an inmate. In, uh, I don't know. Adan, An, Anan Saeed. Saeed. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, from the same people that brought you uh, cereal. Well, I'm not going to spoil anything. It's really good. Um, I only have listened to two episodes. Disclaimer. But the second episode, like, it broke me. <laughs> hmm. Like, like it broke me. It was really, really, really powerful, let's just say. I listened to it on, the, on my flight back from, from vacation. And, like, I had to stop for a while. Really? To be honest, I haven't, haven't gotten back still because huh. it was really powerful. Interesting. Um, yeah, it will make you cry son of a bitch <laughs> it's really it's it's really really well produced hmm. really well made so is so, it fiction no or no okay huh interesting the premise is there's this reporter um and he got he was tipped off for uh, like this this town in the middle of nowhere i'm gonna say like texas or whatever like it's the midwest or whatever like very small town in the u.s about like some strange things happening. Like this guy killed someone and because he was like from a rich background, rich family, like he got away with it and was kind of like bragging about it and stuff like that. And he was like, this is very weird. And by the way, S town comes from a shit town. Cause that's what it, uh. it called uh, <laughs> the, the town, like shit town. So the reporter goes there and like talks to this guy who tipped him off. And he was like trying to dig in, what happened in this town? Like some strange uh, behavior, some strange uh, things happening. Something but it has nothing to do. Like that's <laughs> yes. But to be honest, like to be, like this is not the main. Like, this is not what the show is about. Let's just say. And by the way, I only I'm only two episodes in, so I'm maybe it is about it, but it doesn't seem, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it so far. Anyway, uh, you should listen to it. You should listen to it. Cool. Download the first episode. Boom. Give it a shot. 
All right. Uh, so that was it for this week's episode of Layout. Uh, we hope you liked the show. If you did, uh, please go leave us an iTunes review. Uh, if you do, you might win some pair of socks. You can uh, also check out spec.fm uh, for more amazing shows. Uh, there's a bunch of them in there. If you want to uh, join the conversation about uh, this show, just go to spectrum.chat. It's this brand new tool made by uh, Brennan Bryan from, from Spec. Uh, and it's this really awesome way to have a community and have discussions and posts and all that stuff. Uh, so we'll be in there. We'll be ready to discuss the episode. And that's it. Uh, thanks for, uh, for being here. And uh, we'll see you next week. Right, bye. Bye.